Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. You have joined me tonight on The Pleasure Zone, and that's, you know, a pretty fun place to be. For the most part, we talk a lot about sex and pleasure and bodies and the five and a half billion different ways to enjoy our lives and our bodies. And every once in a while, I sneak in an episode that will gift you information about how to unlock your body and your life from places where you're not experiencing pleasure, whether it's from places where you may have been experiencing disease in your body that does not contribute to pleasure, or whether it's different things like traumas or different things like emotional abuses. And today, in particular, I have two guests that will be joining me as we talk about changing the trauma of sexual abuse. And I put that title as changing because for me, it's not change the trauma, it is changing the trauma. It is an active action that's going to be pretty much ongoing in your life and have different kind of angles and uh, perspectives as things are in the, the mode of changing. It seems more and more to me that people are bringing forth their stories of sexual abuse, and for some of those, the stories have contributed to greater awareness and sense of community and for others, you know, with others who have suffered as well, it's, it's kind of like, well, you've suffered, I've suffered. And we've created these great, for some people, great communities where people can connect with each other um, and move forward. And for some, the trauma and abuse continues. And sometimes the trauma and abuse continues in ways that aren't so obvious. It might not be that the abuse is is going on and on, that somebody's being sexually abused right now, but that it's being held in their bodies and their minds. So it goes on for them in different ways. And guys, I got to tell you, this episode is not an episode where I claim to have any, any answers necessarily, but I am really excited to share tools. I'm really excited to share with you tools that my guests have gathered as well that are going to share their tools. And really looking forward to how we can train change and, and change the energy around the tragedy of sexual abuse and how we can actually change it into something where we're survive not just survivors, where we're thrivers, where we're creating our lives in ways that probably are unrecognizable to people. A lot of times people would assume that if there's been sexual abuse or trauma that you have uh, a victim story that you can't move past. And I invite anybody who has been a victim or is currently being victimized or uh, has gone through any sexual abuse in their life or is currently experiencing that to listen to this show. And if you know somebody 
who has gone through this or is going through this, I encourage you to share this show with others because there's going to be such amazing, valuable information. And if you're listening right now as we're live, direct them to come on over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com to join us in the chat room if you have questions and also that you can call in. We have numbers for the U.S. and Canada that you can call and we can share those with you as well. So um, I'd like to really introduce you to my first guest. (laughs) Guest is my mom. And I'm just going to go with her as my mom for today. She's She's got a fancy new name, so I'm going to go with my mom. <laughs> and for those of you who are avid listeners of The Pleasure Zone, you've heard her be a guest with me uh, on two other occasions, or possibly three, two that I remember distinctly. And I have another guest tonight, Miss Jessica. And these are both uh, two women who work with people on a regular basis with changing the trauma of sexual abuse. And it's strange, but for some reason, the area that we live in seems to be rampant with it. And I don't know that it's necessarily rampant, but that I see a lot of it because that's what comes into my office a lot. And it really struck me the other day that this conversation not only needs to be had on a more regular basis, I know people are having these conversations, but I'm thinking there's just so many more conversations that can be had and to open the doors so that people know that there are multiple resources available to them and tonight I'm introducing you to two resources that I know about so Miss Jess welcome to the pleasure zone and thank you and I'm so grateful that you had uh, both the tacity of choosing to say yes to this show and uh, the courage to uh, to share your expertise with us because sometimes even having um, a career where you do help people through this, sometimes even that is something that we, like, want to hide. We're like, I don't know that I want the whole world to know that I'm a rebel rouser and that I, like, want to change the world. So sometimes we hide those things. And um, to my mom, I'm totally grateful for her being on this show. She's actually worked with people on the other scale. She's worked with people on both sides of the story. She's worked with people in prisons who have been perpetrators and she's worked with people whose you know lives have and bodies have experienced sexual abuse and i say lives because sometimes people are disconnected from their bodies and they just make it a thing about their life and not really even recognize that their body has been affected or vice versa it's a strange and weird thing but so i want to welcome you both and uh, i have a question actually i want to start to pose out here for everybody listening the title itself, Changing the Trauma of Sexual Abuse, there's actually so much content just in that title that's kind of uh, mm. phenomenal. Um, and Jess, I'm just wondering for you, what what is it that when you're working with somebody, you know, and you're looking to change something with them in terms of the trauma of sexual abuse, how do you define and how do you recognize trauma? How do you know what that is when you're working with somebody? Well, that's, can you hear me? Everyone, you can hear me yep. all right? Okay. We can. Uh, that's a, it's a great question. And it's one of those questions that can be tricky because it's, for me, all about feel. And I'm all about presence with people and, and being in the moment because if you really truly want to 
create a space for someone that allows trust. You truly just have to be open and open book yourself and allow people to just be themselves. And therefore, I find a lot of great information and a lot of great energy comes from the things that you actually do not want to open up to others. And that is actually where a lot of magic happens and people start truly being able to be themselves by actually allowing a lot of a lot of stuff that they've been hiding inside for a long time. It's very empowering letting letting it out. And I'm I'm one of those people that I feel can be that oxygen for people and that green light that it's okay, it's a safe place and we can talk. Because at the end of the day, it's about being human and allowing people to know that they're not alone and they're not the only one that has went through difficult times. So, awesome. does that Thank answer you. your question? I think it answers even more than the question. So thank you for that, which is great. Mm-hmm. So I like that you started off with that it's a feeling for you, like that you can kind of acknowledge trauma by there's like a feeling for you. It's almost like your body has an instinct for trauma. Um, and I wonder uh, for how many other people that that's true. I'm actually going to divert this question to my mom because um, I know when I – before I was training with her um, for the mitzvah technique, before that I would get sessions from her, and I remember her talking about some things about how she could recognize trauma in body. So, Mom, can you share with us how you know and how you recognize certain things of trauma with people in bodies that you can kind of um, give us some clues about your awareness on uh, what and how trauma is locked into bodies? Wow. Uh, yeah, when when I worked on you as a when I was a student of mitzvah, that was. Uh, I mean, I learned from my teacher Nehemia Cohen, and and because I would be the only person in the class, he would tell me things that he didn't tell most other students. So I learned things that I passed on to my students, and um, it would be how somebody would walk, how somebody would move. And those are very subtle things because we all walk down the street, we all move, we all get in and out of a chair. We do movement all day long. And it's how we do those things that tells our story. And we tell our story all the time, whether we do it verbally or subtly with movement, we are telling people our story. And... Mm. I can't really define that on a radio show because you actually have to see how people move or the texture of their muscle will tell me things. Their bodies talk to my hands. I Somebody said once they wished they could live in my brain. I said no one would want to live in my brain. <laughs> For me, living in my brain is a big job. <laughs> so somebody else living there wouldn't be fun. Uh, and and so that was um, it's it's always changing as I learn more and more things about how bodies react to trauma and how 
how immediate that is. That's, you know, people think, well, this happened 20 years ago, shouldn't affect me, but it does. Or, or they think, well, that happened yesterday, I should be over it. And they're not. And they, and until they do something to do something to get through that, or to respond to that, they're going to hold it on for a long time. For sure. And I know that we all, um, all of us who are on the show, and, and even the producer who works with people as well as a coach, um, we all work with people who have experienced trauma. And trauma is such a wide topic. And so I've decided that I was going to hone in on the trauma specifically of sexual abuse. And I think in order to really understand how we're locking the certainly the trauma of sexual abuse in our body, it might be helpful to get a perspective on what is actually sexual abuse. And and I'm actually really curious to hear Miss Jess talk about this because Miss Jess got like some crazy experience with um, all kinds of training with people. Can you first, Jess? Can you share some of your certifications with us, and then um, let us know what what you're aware of when it comes to sexual abuse? Okay, um, some of my I have to say that my my certifications absolutely vary. And they have over the past 10, 15 years, right from personal experiences through to, because we all come up to these, these roads and they all lead in different paths. And you think that perhaps, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Should I actually, you know, should I have done something different? And like, why, why am I doing this course right now? And end up, you, you do a course, a specific course, and you're like, this isn't a course. This is a lesson. This is, this is a gift. This is magic. And and I'm I'm on my way to go to this workshop, and I'm taking a lady with me is the reason I'm taking it in the first place because, you know, she would never would have went on her own. And next thing I know is she actually didn't show at all. And I still had to follow through and I go and it was a safe talk program, hmm. suicide alertness. And, you know, I have, many thoughts going, why am I in this room right now? And then it was like, oh, my goodness. I had to be in this room right now. There's so many people in my small community, in my family, in my circle of friends. I needed this certification. Next thing you know, I am, you know, I'm a little more open to a certification that actually your mom, Danella, that's on the phone years ago, opened me up to the possibilities of just being me and listening to my intuition and certain things that come up, if it felt light, then you need to follow that. And then then next thing I know, I'm taking my access to bar certification and I use it on a daily basis on on my, my son and my daughter and my husband and then to friends and to family. I've been absolutely marinating myself the past 10 years with personal development programs, 
working with many world-renowned speakers that have truly touched my soul in so many different ways. And I've taken all of those different experiences and, you know, I've dog-eared. I have literally wrote down in so many different books all these different takeaways. And I thought, why not take all of these hidden gems that I've learned along the way and give back? Because this is truly how I have allowed myself the freedom to live again and live again in a whole new light and be able to use my voice and create change within others by sharing this information from all of these several different workshops. And now I'm actually offering them myself out of both my home as well as working with kids in my community on kindness, gratitude, and finding your superpower. And with these incredible workshops and empowerment and restorement sessions I'm doing out of my home, these little things are actually allowing people to open up in a whole other way and create change not only within themselves but within their family and within their community. And I'm just a small little ripple, and it's it's definitely making a, a massive difference. And so this is just one more stepping stone, and I was scared to death before I came on this call because I was so darn afraid of allowing other people. And I, and I truly love being able to connect with people but I still have that voice in my head of people saying where do you truly get off thinking that it's okay for you to speak on a radio show on a subject as important as this who do you think you are and then I'm like well I can do this well I think and here I think you're pretty much an authority. (laughs) Um, I kind of contacted you because I kind of think you're an authority on this. (laughs) So, yeah, it wasn't like uh, some kind of fluky, oh, I'm just going to ask some random person to be on this show. No, um, no, I think I'm pretty aware of when somebody is an expert in field, whether they're aware of that they're an expert or not. (laughs) But um, I'm, I'm so grateful that you have the courage to come on. And part of it, you know, we're not really about sharing the story necessarily of the trauma on this show. What we are looking at is the tools of how to change it. And, you know, with you saying about all the courses that you've taken, it's usually not like a one-answer kind of solution, right? And it's usually not like one day you've got trauma in your body and the next day you don't. There is generally a bit of a process that goes on. And I'm definitely going to get my mom to share some of uh, her information with that as well. And so when we do, we're actually going to be heading to our first commercial. So when we do come back, I'd like you guys to just you know, ponder uh, over the break what what your thoughts on how do how do we define what is sexual abuse? And then what are some things that we will look at after on like what are some of the, the first steps on moving out of that and moving past that? So, 
You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. And tonight, we're diving into an unusual but a fantastic topic that when we actually choose this can actually create more pleasure in our lives. And that topic is changing the trauma of sexual abuse. And truly, in order to truly have pleasure in our lives, we have to be willing to change all the places where there has been trauma or at least be working on them, and to be able to be looking at how we can receive something a little more than trauma in our bodies, something like ease, something like joy, uh, even just to know that your body is and can be your friend and that you can trust it, which um, I think is oftentimes uh, something that has to be relearned after sexual abuse, so learning how to, to retrust your body. And um, I actually give much credit to my mom for gifting me that because of the work that she does and that she invited me to learn. And so for me, um, I'll actually let my mom talk about that work because she's my teacher. And so, hi, mom. So um, can you share with the audience some of the things that you learned um, and that you've used with people in your practice that have assisted them with releasing, we'll go with specifically with releasing sexual 
abuse and the trauma of that? I would say that for most of my clients who have experienced some type of abuse, I don't know who hasn't experienced some type of abuse, sexual abuse, you know, sometimes there's a fine line between what people perceive has happened to them so, or what they know has happened and what they're willing to speak about. But I know that getting bodies to move and releasing that deep, deep tension in their body. Now, for me, it was mitzvah body work. I had done a lot of other things in my life, but that was the beginning of something that really changed how I perceived my body, how I perceived how I should stand and walk and move, and that it was everyday movement uh, that I could integrate into things I did all the time instead of creating more and more pain in my body, which was like excruciating. I I would say that, and there's a lot of exercises and stretches but do you have to have somebody who has the awareness of what they're teaching you? You just don't turn on a DVD and watch this without somebody making sure you're doing it correctly and that if you need some explanation of why your body can't do it, because sometimes when people have had especially sexual abuse, their body doesn't want to move a certain way because it's, going to keep itself safe and so to have somebody there to talk you through that why your body won't move or why it can't move and not like when people come in groups of exercise classes which I used to do a lot of they would compare each other I even had a class of women who were 85 to 90 years old and they were trying to outdo each other that was never the point, and and even with you know with abuse, I think that people start to shut down. They'll go to the back of the class. They'll do certain things to keep themselves safe, and so they need to know that they're in a safe place. And that, to me, is the really crucial thing: is people need to know that they're in a safe place, and that they're they're honored, and that they're valued. That those things to me are are the things that are really important that people know that they have come into a safe place. I totally agree. Yeah, really, really well. And it's and it simplifies it so much that yeah, there are there are movements that can release the body for sure. There are also movements that can fully traumatize the body when you're not yeah. when you're not being directed by somebody who has like some experience for sure um i i have like worked on bodies who have been re-traumatized um at, you know who have people who have actually had uh been sexually assaulted by healthcare providers <laughs> So they yeah. think they're in a safe environment, but they've actually stepped into a place where then like the massage therapist raped them, which really always impresses me when somebody's willing to then come to me for a session after they've experienced something like that in an environment that's similar to what I do. Not the same, but similar, 
but to be willing to be vulnerable enough to feel safe is, I think, yeah, such a key thing to provide people and to be able to be that space for people. And so as we talk about, you know, the space of what we can be and what we can offer, I also am curious about how, and I'll direct this one at you, Jess, how uh, how would you define sexual abuse? Well, Melissa, it's a very open-ended question, and it's not right nor wrong. Anything that I choose to believe it is or isn't, with my personal experience and finding ways to be able to come across uh, with others who have also had these experiences sometime in their life. And I'm, I, I know sometimes people may think that that's the wrong word to use as an experience, but it, in, in my findings throughout uh, working through a lot of, of personal issues in the past, I have definitely been able to find strength in truly just being myself. And when that happens, others tend to let their walls down. And sexual abuse for myself or ton of the people that could you know, however many people is on this line that maybe has some sort of abuse that they've had in the past can mean so many different things. But one thing we do all have in common is that someone broke our trust. And trust is a very, very delicate thing to lose and when we truly allow ourselves to break those walls down and be able to speak out about a subject like this a lot of incredible things can open up for our our lives that we're living I truly I think that's have... pretty. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Go no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say I think that's really poignant that the one thing that's a commonality is that there was a trust that's broken, mm-hmm. and the then what occurs, you know, for most people is that that trust is also a trust in themselves, like no longer even trusting their own instinct or their own knowing and. That permeates the rest of their life and the choices that they make. Especially if they trust somebody, you know, as an authority, whether it's like, whether there's been, whether there's a a child that's the one that's being sexually abused or whatever, where there's usually the person that's the abuser is taking on some kind of role of authority. 
um, or control position. So, you know, ha- being in a position where you no longer trust anybody like authority or yourself, then who do you turn to, right? So that creates a whole whole other um, aspect of this, which we will talk about. Um, and uh, I just want to direct that at you. Like, what was it that you are, or how would you define, um, and it can be a really vague description too, how would you define sexual abuse? Well, I would... I would agree with Jessica. It's, it's a very wide, it's a very wide spectrum of what that could be. For some people, it could just be being touched inappropriately somewhere, or you know, some creepy man kisses you on the cheek, or you know, it, it can be a wide variety of things. It's the reaction that we, our body has, that's what really matters. And again, it's that trust thing. If we yeah, we lose trust in our own ability, even though we might have known we shouldn't be in that situation. When that happened, whatever reason, we were there. And um, we may blame ourselves for that, even though it wasn't our our fault in any way, shape, or form. Um, that is, I think, the greatest thing we lose is the trust of ourself, of our own knowing and our own being. And, uh, uh, yeah, when I used to go into a particular prison and work with a bunch of men who had done a wide variety of crimes, and I asked one of them specifically why he had done what he had done to women, he he indicated that it was to because he wanted their power. He wanted to take their power away from them so they would feel weak and vulnerable. And I thought, well, I thought a lot of things, which I can't say on a radio. And You um, can, actually. It's pretty uh, open on this one. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I, uh, I was astounded that that was his reasoning and that... Um, that that was all right in his mind, that that was, um, I mean, he he was going to be in prison for a very long time because of what he did, but, you know, that was not okay. So yeah. It's like as if he was proud and could justify it because he somehow, yeah. it's like he, as if he thought that it was his, it's like, isn't that ownership? Effing ownership mental. <laughs> Yeah, ownership of the people yeah. that he he harmed, or and and I think after that conversation, even though I had done a lot of work on myself and was doing a lot of things to heal myself, I thought, well, if that's what they did it for, I'm going to go out there and be the most powerful being I can be. I didn't know how. There's aren't classes really on how to be the powerful being you can be. No, and, but we're going to uh, start some. I actually yeah. had the idea today. So yes. I'm thinking, how fun would it be if we started something in this area? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge to the both of you. Um, as I was reading this book that's called Not for Sale, it's from Operation Underground Railroad, where they the Operation Underground Railroad goes around the world and pulls people, men and women, out of and children mostly out of uh, trafficking, human trafficking situations, 
and a lot of it is is sex trafficking. And I thought they have these organizations where they have um, uh, kind of group homes that people can go to after where they can receive healing. And I thought, wow, I wonder what it would be like to have one of those in our area because there's seems to be a megaton of abuse that goes on and what a gift it could be to have group meetings or something where people could come freely talk about that and receive different modalities of healing so that we can have an entire generation coming up. It's a generation of thrivers that have never even had to go through abuse. Although I know that it's still insidious in the schools. I can see it in the bodies whenever I've been in the schools and it breaks my heart that you see it and you can't do a thing about it. Um, so, or so I thought, but now I'm thinking, what if I could have a group? So <laughs> that's my thought of the hour today. I was reading Not For Sale. And and that idea of slave ownership, that's another thing. Um, you know, the person saying that he owns, he wanted to own their power. So I get that there's a lot, a lot of energy that comes up on these things. And for those of you who are feeling like you're just enraged and you want to go slap something, just go ahead, go punch Go punch something, um, go punch a pillow, go punch a wall. Try not to punch another person unless they really deserve it. Because <laughs> um, I've done that before because, you know, sometimes people deserve it. Um, <laughs> uh, what I what I would like is for everybody to just have, have the space to get that you can also change this in your body. And some of the ways is to, like, my mom was saying is to start moving. So if your body is feeling like it's being re-traumatized, even just by listening to this conversation, just start wiggling. Wiggle your body for now and just let let things roll. And if you would like greater and more facilitation on that, I will give you contact information in this show so that you can contact um, any or all of us if you like. And um, actually, I'll start that right now. So you can contact my mom at mitzvah.ca. You can also find her uh, through email, although she hates email, at Hessler at AOL.com. You could call her. She really was probably, she may answer, she may not. Um, but you can find her phone number on her website at mitzvah.ca. And Miss Jess, I'll let you give your information out because I don't know what you want to share or don't want to share. Okay, thank you. Um, you can find me. My name is Jessica McCoy, and I am on social media, both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can contact me by email at mccoy.jessica19 at ymail.com. I would awesome. also like to bring up while I'm on here is that uh, Courage for Freedom on July 30th is International Day to End Trafficking. And we can also, by Project Maple Leaf, hashtag Project Maple Leaf, on February 22nd, National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. And I believe that all of us can make a big difference um, by taking little steps to finding your light within. Awesome. Thank you. That is really awesome. That's coming up. 
So uh, it's actually right now January 20th. So if you're listening to this as a future podcast, does that event occur every year on the same day, Jess? Yes, it does. Awesome. So you guys can look look that up. And actually, I will um, likely get the information from Jess that we can put that um, for any of you who are interested in going to that event, we will see what we can do about getting that information on the Inspired Choices Network site under this particular podcast episode, the Changing the Trauma of Sexual Abuse episode, so that you can find that. And we're actually going to be heading to our second, or actually our last commercial break. We're almost, we've only got about 15 minutes left of the show, ladies, so <laughs> thanks for being bright stars and sticking with it. Um, we're heading to our next commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? For a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.milicayelenich.com this is the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send your questions or comments via email to info at milicayelenich.com Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we've been talking about changing the trauma of sexual abuse. And the one of the things that I don't know if you've been listening for the whole episode, and if you haven't listened to the whole episode, I encourage you to go back to the beginning. We've been kind of sharing some tips randomly throughout the show, and I don't want you to miss them. So one of the tips is actually really about, uh, you know, looking at um, some self-empowerment tools. And sometimes that's going to classes. Sometimes that's taking different things where you can gain some tools and, and start to get uh, feeling like you're more empowered 
Uh, Jessica has taken many courses that are empowering and coaching courses that if you would like to work with her directly, you can write to her at mccoy.jessica19 at ymail.com. And she can work uh, with you, actually. She does private sessions. I know she does private sessions at home, but maybe she's busting out and going online, too. Um, you know, this is like a new avenue. So it's, uh, although she has, like, worlds of expertise in it, she's now opening her doors to the world for it. And so and one of the other tools that my mom was sharing was movement. And so if that's something that really speaks to your body and that you would like to give uh, Mitzvah a try, if you'd like to work with my mom, you can find her on mitzvah.ca. Um, I also do that work, and you can find me on com Through the websites, you can contact us. Uh, you'll find phone numbers there as well. So what I noticed when you guys were, we were talking about um, some of the things that are the commonality of sexual abuse is that there is a trust that's broken, whether it's trust with yourself or trusting others. And so I'm wondering, um, and I'll start with you, Jess, and then I'll go to you, Moan, so you can think about your answers, is what is uh, what is a tool that you can share with the listeners about how you can start to regain trust um, of yourself and others, is there a tool that you started to, or many tools that you used, and which one do you think you would like to share? One thing I would definitely like to share because it it stands up right away is, first of all, trusting that the process that you are taking, there's no right or wrong way of going about your healing because it's your healing it's no one else's and you need to to own that and truly not allow the abuse to confine you i have really found for years the past 20 some years I was holding grudges and I was holding on to that feeling that you are no longer in the control. You no longer have control over me. You're not in the driver's seat anymore. I am. And as soon as you can give yourself permission to breathe, and to say that none of this is actually any of your faults and that you can be open to forgiving that person or persons because the moment you start putting yourself first and forgiving those that has put you through the traumas that has brought you here today has brought you on the show and you're listening right now the second that you're not forgiving them personally, you're forgiving that time in your life to allow yourself to move on and allow yourself to shine again and give back because each and every single one of you that are listening right now has a gift to be able to offer others. And 
it may or may not have come in a form of abuse that has happened in your past. Perhaps you are actually on this earth to be able to share a message because you were, you are strong enough to get through this and shine light on others that feel that there is no hope. So my message to each and every one of you is allow yourself the permission to be able to literally burst out and get rid of, kick that voice that you have in your head that's telling you who do you think you are. You are a gift. You are a miracle. And you need to grab onto that strength with everything you absolutely have within you and push forward. I love that. And I I love that we're, you know, one of the tools is kicking out that voice that says, who do you think you are? And I'm not necessarily about forgiving the person or their actions, but it's more about for you to allow yourself to move on. I think a lot of times what happens is that people think that forgiving means that you're saying that it's okay. And you're not saying that. What you're doing is you're giving yourself space to breathe, which is freaking huge. So, um, Mom, what are some of the tools that you are aware of that people can use to start to trust themselves and, and whether they trust others again or not? I don't care if they trust others. I'm more interested in how can they learn to trust themselves more. Um, what are some things you could share on that front? Uh, so Jessica mentioned the voice in your head that says, who do you think you are? But there's also that voice that tells you, to go and do something, like take a course or learn something or stay out of a place that just doesn't seem right, even though your friends are all saying, no, no, it's a great thing to go. Listening to that voice has been a profound lesson for me because um, it got me out of a a lot of um, bad situations. So uh, all those voices in our head where, you know, who do you think you are, that one could go somewhere and take a rest. But the voice that says, no, no, you know what? Uh, sometimes I take a course and, and because I, I take some courses that are advanced in certain things, but I haven't even taken the beginning course. And I just think, well, I'll just sit at the back so nobody sees me and I'll just hide back here. And that's okay. I don't really mind. I, but I go to learn something and I... I always learn something, and it's been uh, profound. Everything I've learned is part of everything I do. And I think the more we learn, no matter what it is, if you learn pottery, who cares? If that makes you happy, then you do that. You you know, a lot of people think they have to be a healer or, or use that term in order to heal themselves. But sometimes healing ourselves is doing the thing we love the most and whatever that is, climbing a tree, making pottery, whatever, do it. Just do those things. I love that. So there are so many voices that can show up. And I think for me, what I what I noticed was that, that I not only was I hearing voices, but I was hearing like all kinds of entities on top of that. 
Um, yep, welcome to the world of being psychic, which everybody who's probably listening to this show right now is too, and everybody who's a guest on today and even the producer. So for all of us who are hearing those voices, it's learning to distinguish which ones are creating for you in your life and which ones are the uh, the ones that are dragging you down. And that is a bit of a process. It's not something that you can just say, well, just... You know, you're just going to just do this. Well, the thing is, those voices sometimes creep back. So you can always start to ask some questions of those voices, like, who do you think you are? If they're asking you, who do you think you are? I'd start asking them back. Who do you think you are anyway? To judge me, to tell me that I can't. Because sometimes I get weird and wild with entities. So, you you know, if you're really looking for like, well, how do I stop this voice? It might be more about you having a louder voice or a stronger voice or a more consistent voice and listening to the voices or the the knowing. Because a lot of those voices that are saying, take this course and, or take this course or guiding you are actually, it's your knowing. And so listening, to, or the ones that say, don't go down that alleyway, that's your knowing. So learning to listen to that, and that is something that does diminish when you don't trust you because that trust voice, that knowing voice is the same. And so learning to find where that voice is again, it's there. It has not left you. I need you guys to know that, that no matter how much you think you can't hear it, it's still there. It's whispering. And when you shut those other noises off and you start to quiet them down, you can actually hear that voice, that one that speaks louder and that one that's guiding you and that one that's contributing to your life and the one that is actually having you step into your greatness, that voice gets louder, way louder, and that voice becomes like a really great friend. And those other voices that used to be really loud get so quiet that eventually you don't hear them. Or if you do hear them, you just you notice it, and it can almost make you laugh, and you can just go, well, who do you think you are? If you're trying to judge me, who do you think you are? We've got about 30 seconds left of this show, and I just want to thank you both for your contributions, um, for your wisdom, for your words, and all your sharing today. And a reminder, too, for anybody who would like to have sessions or would like to, you know, if you'd like to start a group, whether it's online or in person, and you would like to have contributions to move away from sexual abuse to change that trauma, and you'd like us to contribute to you having that, contact us. Until next week, stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.